All right, I want to share a message with you today simply called, Don't Widen the Plate. And I'm going to do this backwards. I'm going to share a story and some thoughts, and then I'll give you the scripture at the end. Is that okay? Rather than starting with the scripture, I'm going to end with the scripture today. Don't widen the plate. I'm talking about a baseball plate, a baseball analogy here. Now, this is not to scale, and it may be upside down, but uh, there's something interesting about the baseball plate. You say, what does this have to do with Jesus, with God, with church, with the 4th of July? It's all going to tie in here in just a minute. How many of you played Little League Baseball? Okay, a whole lot of you. Do you realize that when you played Little League Baseball, the width of this plate was, does anybody know? 17 inches. When you started playing Little League, and then I don't know whether it was coach pitch or you got player pitch, but then you advanced and let's say you started playing junior high and high school. How many of you played junior high and high school baseball? Let me see. Okay, quite a few of you. Do you know when you played junior high and high school baseball, do you know what the width the plate was? 17 inches. That's right, it was 17. But then all of a sudden, when you move from junior high and high school baseball and you started playing college ball, let's say you started in junior college, you're not a D1 school yet, you're not a major university, but a junior college, play junior college, I played at Southwestern University when it wasn't a real program, but uh, it was a baseball team. Do you realize at that level, the baseball plate is 17 inches wide? That's right, 17 inches. But then when you get to the major universities and you're playing D1 ball, Did you know the plate all of a sudden becomes 17 inches wide, 17 inches wide. But let's say you make it to the minor leagues. Anybody ever play minor league baseball? Any minor leaguers in here? No. Anybody wished you could have played in the minor leagues? Minor league. When you get to the minor league, all of a sudden, magically, the plate becomes 17 inches. That's right. 17 inches. Now, where are you going with this? Well, we're going to the major leagues. You get to the major leagues. Now, this is professional baseball. This is different than minor leagues. Minor leagues, Texas Rough Riders. Major leagues, Texas Rangers. Big difference. So there should be a difference. So when you get to the major leagues, all of a sudden, you're throwing a ball across a plate that is 17 inches wide. The same width from Little League all the way to the Major Leagues. But something happens. When you're in the Major Leagues and you have a pitcher on that mound that throws towards this plate and he can't hit the strike zone and he can't make it across this plate within that 17-inch span, you know what they do to that pitcher? They trade into the Texas Rangers. That's right. That's right. That's what they do. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. They send him back to the minor leagues. And if you can't hit the strike zone when you're in the minor leagues, you go back to working at UPS. You don't get to keep pitching the ball if you can't hit the strike zone. What they don't do is say, oh, but we really like the way you look in that uniform. So 
I tell you what we're going to do. Since you can't hit 17 inches, here's what we're going to do. We're going to widen this zone, and we're going to allow you to have 19 inches. We'll give you 19 inches. No, nobody does that. They don't give you an extra, we'll make it 25 inches. How about that? Can you hit that? No, nobody does that. You can't hit the 17-inch target, then you get cut. You don't get a participation trophy. You get cut. There are consequences to these actions. You are held responsible. As a ball player, you've got to hit the 17-inch mark. Or you get sent back. Am I going to have to change microphones here? Does this keep going out? If it does again, then let me know. You can bring me that microphone. I want to take a moment. I want to show you how this same mentality has affected every single area of our life. We have a problem with widening the plate. We have a problem. This has affected our homes. And we've widened the plate. And in our homes, when it comes to our marriages, we've had husbands and wives that have said, I'm not finding happiness right here within this 17-inch span right here in this home. So I'll widen the plate and I'll go outside of the home to try to find marriage. I'll try to go outside of the home, whether it's with another person or whether it's with pornography or whether it's with uh, whatever. You go outside the home trying to find some kind of happiness. I'm here to tell you, don't widen the plate. When you widen the plate, you bring confusion and you bring destruction. Everybody say confusion destruction. When you widen the plate, it brings confusion and destruction. We've done this with parenting. Moms and dads, out of an effort to try to appease our children, to try to make them happy, to try to meet them in the middle somewhere, we've widened the plate. And where you had rules in your home, where let's say it was a curfew rule. Well, we have a curfew. We want our kids in at 10 p.m. or whatever it is, 11 p.m. or midnight, whatever your curfew is. Kids say, well, oh, but come on, mom and dad. Nobody else have these kind of rules. All my friends get to stay out to, oh, well, okay, we we don't want you to be the only one. We don't want you to be left out of the cool kids, so we're going to widen the plate, and we're going to allow you to have a little more time. Oh, but, but mom and dad, I, I can't wear these shoes to school because everybody else wears this brand. Well, that's kind of out of our budget. We really can't afford that brand of shoes or that brand of jeans or that brand of purse or that car. But because we don't want you to be upset and we don't want you to be mad at us and we don't want you to think we don't love you, we're going to widen the plate and we're going to give you what you want so that you'll be happy. Yeah, that's about right. We just get real quiet because every single one of us have done it. We've widened the plate when it comes to our children. We've widened the plate right here in our home. 
And it always brings confusion and destruction. Confusion and destruction because the kids don't know when to say enough is enough. This is fine, mom. This is fine, dad. You can hold me accountable to this. Now, I'll... No, they keep pushing the boundaries. They keep pushing the limits. This has brought confusion and destruction in our homes, but it's also brought confusion and destruction in our country. We've seen this in just about every single area of our country. Where we have widened the plate, it's brought confusion and destruction. Let me go back to marriage for just a second. Marriage, traditionally, historically, from the beginning of time when God established Adam and Eve in the garden, marriage was between a man and a woman. But we widened the plate. And we said, okay, we don't want to be exclusive. We don't want to be narrow-minded. So we're going to widen the plate. And now we'll expand the definition of marriage to pretty much anything. It can be between a man and a man, or it can be between a woman and a woman, or now it can be between three men or three women or multiple individuals. We've widened the plate, and because we've widened the plate, it's brought confusion and destruction. We've seen it in marriages. We've seen it when it comes to gender. I say, oh, you're going to talk about gender today? Oh, I'm going to talk about confusion and destruction and how when we, as a culture and as a church, we widen the plate, it brings confusion and destruction. Give you a skirt. All right, we've got man and woman. It used to be he and she. Can't do that anymore. Because we have widened the plate and we've allowed common sense to have no place in this discussion. And so now pronouns are confusing and destructive because we've widened the plate. We said, well, we didn't want to exclude anybody. We've widened the plate and now, now let's talk about how these new identities and New ways we look at one another, they affect our bathrooms. And it's okay when it's just a one-hole bathroom. It doesn't matter if a man goes in there or a woman and you lock the door behind you, but when there's multiple stalls or urinals in there, then it's a potential danger to our children. And aren't we supposed to protect our children? Well, nobody's going to harm children. Are we really that blind? When we widen the plate, we bring confusion and destruction. That's what's happening in our country. It's what's happening with our politicians. We've got politicians that are making rules that don't apply to them, only apply to you and me. Because we've widened the plate and we've got politicians that'll take money from lobbyists and money from foreign countries and all the the while, all you gotta do is just how much money did they have when they were elected? How much money did they have now? You say, you shouldn't be talking about politicians. I'll... I'm talking about widening the plate and where we have widened the plate and allowed 
uh, people to not be held accountable to a certain set of guidelines, a certain rule, there's confusion and destruction. And that's what we see in our country. It's what we see in our land. It's what we see with uh, gender affirmation. It's what we see with the use of pronouns. We, we've seen this in, in our schools. God bless our teachers who we've taken away tools that have allowed them to be able to teach our children. They can't even teach our children effectively today because we widen the plate. You can't discipline anymore. And, and I know there's abuse and, and, and excess on both sides, but teachers can't even hardly teach anymore. You can't expect respect from children. You can't, you can't hold anybody accountable. They'll take your job. And there, there's confusion and destruction. But then let's go a little bit further. How else has widening the plate affected our schools? Well, we didn't want a kid to get left behind, so what? We widened the plate. You can't pass this test? Well, we'll just lower the level so you can pass the test, and we're passing kids, moving them to grades when they don't have the skills to be able to handle it. It's the same thing that our country did with, with the mortgages a few years back. Gave people mortgages that they couldn't afford. Now they're in foreclosure. Confusion and destruction. When we widen this plate, I know the tendency is don't be narrow-minded. And so we want to widen the plate to be inclusive. We want to be compassionate. We want to make sure everybody has a place at the table. The problem with that is it brings confusion and destruction. Having a standard is not a bad thing. Having a standard, a 17-inch standard, is not a bad thing. So we've seen this in our schools. We've seen it in our politicians. We've seen it in the way we've handled the definition of marriage, the definition of man, the definition of woman. What, what is a man? What is a woman today? We don't know. Why? Because we've widened the plate. And we have confusion and destruction. You know where else we've seen this? We've seen this here in our country. We've seen it with immigration. Oh, don't talk about immigration in church. Listen, did you know that our country is one of the most welcoming countries on the planet Earth? By a wide margin, we welcome more immigrants into this country than any other country on planet Earth. And I say this on this weekend because I want you to understand that. And you know, we have less immigrants, people that leave our country to go live someplace less than any other country on planet Earth. So fewer people leaving this country, more people coming to this country than any other country. But yet we're still, if you listen to our mainstream media, the most ugly, racist, least compassionate country in the world. But here's our problem. We've widened the plate and we've created confusion and destruction. And especially for our younger kids that won't get taught this in our schools, I'm gonna tell you something. We have two types of people that come into our country. We have people that wanna immigrate and come in and be part of the society, to be part of the American experience and the American experiment of having the freedom to choose your destiny and to follow your dreams. But we also have asylum seekers 
And those are people that are fleeing their very lives from their own country, and they come here for safety and for refuge. And so we have two different sets of laws for the immigrants that are not fleeing for their lives. They're just coming for a better opportunity. And the asylum seekers that are fleeing for their very lives, and we have a different set. We have a more compassionate set of laws and rules for the asylum seeker to come into our country. And the asylum seekers have now learned that our laws are more flexible and more compassionate and more generous. And so our asylum laws are being exploited. Everybody knows this, but it's like you're considered a racist if you say it. So people are taught exactly what to say to be processed as an asylum seeker rather than just an immigrant. I'm not even talking about illegal immigration. I'm not even talking about that. And then we have two different types of people that are coming to our land. You got those who really want to come and want to better themselves. They're willing to work hard and get in and pay their taxes and pursue their dream. Then you got others who just want to come in and freeload. They want to take advantage of the system, the compassionate nature of our country to just get a free ride. The poem at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty, one portion says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free. We need people that are coming here that are yearning to breathe free because this is the land of the free. Not yearning to come and live free. There's a big difference. And you know it, and I know it, And we've widened the plate because we didn't want to be considered bigoted, racist, narrow-minded, judgmental people. So we've widened the plate and we have confusion and destruction. You say, Kendall, this is just like a little political rally now. No. Let me tell you how all of this comes together. Because you know where else this has affected us? the church, because we are called to be the salt and light of this earth. We are called to be the standard bearers, the image bearers. We are called to be the ones who hold this truth, declare this truth. But here's what happened. Here's what's happened. In the same way, we have widened the plate in every other area of our life. And most of the time, we've widened the plate out of a good heart. Not everybody, but it has started from a good place where we've widened the plate to try to help other people. As a church, we've widened the plate. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus answered and said these words, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, we've been told that's narrow-minded and that's bigoted. How dare you think that you know the only way? And so you know what we've done? We've widened the plate. Oh, we don't want to be considered racist, and we don't want to be considered bigoted, and we don't want to be considered narrow-minded, so we're going to widen the plate. And You're a good person? Okay, if you're a good person, you get in. Boom. We've made it possible for you. Never killed anybody? Okay, good, good. Yeah, we'll widen the plate. You're in. You're in too. 
Oh, you want to go through Muhammad? Okay, that's fine. You get into. You want Buddha? That's okay. The earth is your God. Oh, oh, she's your God? Okay, yeah, you can get in there. Well, we just keep widening the plate. Don't act like I'm not telling you the truth. We just keep widening the plate. Why? Because we're afraid of confrontation. We're afraid of somebody saying something bad about us. The same pressure that we felt when we bought the tennis shoes we couldn't afford for our kids because we didn't want the confrontation with our kids, the same pressure that we have felt in our country because we didn't want to be called one thing or another, so we kept widening the plate. Now we have confusion and destruction. But may I bring you back to one final thought here. Musicians, if you guys would come back. In Revelation 22, 18 and 19, it says, I warn everyone who hears the words of this prophecy and this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. If anyone, this scroll, if anyone takes words away from the scroll, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this scroll. When we start widening the plate, here's what it looks like. Well, I don't really like that, uh, that law about stealing, so we're just going to take that out. We don't like that one about adultery, so we're going to take that one out. I don't really consider what I'm doing envy or grief, so we'll just take that one out. And my mom and dad, they really don't deserve any honor, so we'll just take that one out. And we start taking away and adding to. We say, you know what? I think this sounds a little better, so I'm going to add this in. I'm going to add this in. Take that out add this in, and we start creating our own little set of rules, and the Bible makes it real clear that we don't have the right to add to or to take away. All we do is live according to this standard that God has given us. You may say, I don't like that standard. That's your right. I don't agree with this standard. That's your right. But I'm not the one calling balls and strikes. God is. My job is to live my life right here inside these 17 inches. My job is to do my best to get people through this door right here. My job is to point people towards Christ and to warn people that when you start taking the standard into your own hands. When you start trying to determine you're going to do things your way rather than God's way, you start walking in confusion and destruction. 
All you have to do is look back at our country, and over the last few decades, you see the widening of the plate in nearly every area of our life, and it has only brought confusion and destruction. At some point or another, we've got to get back to what God says and stand right here upon his word and his word alone. That's the only hope that we have. The only hope is to be able to declare his truth. The only thing that removes confusion is truth. So let's get to the truth. Whatever the truth is, however difficult the truth may be, let's get to the truth because the truth is the only thing that lifts this fog and this cloud of confusion. It's the only thing that brings healing in the midst of destruction. It's the only thing that will bring life. And Jesus said, I am that life. And so we will continue to point people to Jesus no matter what. We will continue to say Jesus is the answer today. He's been the answer for all times, and he will be the answer until the end of time. Jesus is the answer. I challenge you men, and I challenge you women. I challenge you mothers, and I challenge you fathers. I challenge you young adults, and I challenge you teenagers. There is a temptation to try to widen the plate to make life a little easier. There's a temptation to widen the plate and make it a little more inviting. But it always brings confusion and destruction. My challenge to every single one of us today here at Freedom Church, come on, we do the same thing. We can, oh yeah, you can live however you want and still be okay. God knows your weaknesses. God knows your problems. He takes you just the way you are. We've been guilty. I've been guilty as well. It's easy for me to say, hey, God understands he's okay. But you know what? I think when Jesus was hanging on that cross, he wasn't hanging on that cross saying, I understand, it's okay, you can live however you want. No, I'm going to this cross and I'm dying for your sins and I'm taking your sins to this cross. So here's what I expect. You give me your sins, I'll pay the price for them. But now it's up to you to live without them in your life. To live within the 17 inches that he's given us to live. Is this an easy target to hit? No. We're going to throw some balls. But this is our target to live by. This is our standard to live by. This brings life. Outside of that brings death. Would you stand to your feet with me? And as you're standing, ushers, would you come? I want you to take just a moment. I should have had you remain seated. I forgot about the... Usher's going to help me with this just for a minute. They're going to pass out these little baseballs. And I want you to take one of these baseballs, and there's a pin that's on the seat back there in front of you. And here's what I want you to think. I want you to think about the area of your life that you need to take back. I want you to think about the area of your life where maybe, go ahead and begin to pass them out, gentlemen, where you've been widening the plate, an area where you have compromised, an area that you just need to say, this is where I need to get back to the truth. I need need to get back to what matters the most. I need to get back to the one and all. I need to get back to this area of my life. I want you to think about it just for a moment. And then you take the pen And I want you to just write on it. 
are you taking back in your life? What are you reclaiming today? Where, where in your life are you saying enough is enough? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm not widening the plate anymore. I'm not compromising anymore. I'm not making that mistake anymore. Today, I'm saying enough is enough. I'm going to start living within that 17 inch. I'm going to start living according to his standard. I'm going to start living according to his guidelines. Start living according to not, not what I want, not what I desire, but only what God says, what God wants and what God desires. Because only what God says matters. Not what I think, not what you think, not what your friends outside of this church think, not what your friends at work think. That's not what matters. That's not what we live by. We live by the word of God. And we're going to stand upon his word.